The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Well, the OTAs are underway, and there's a whole lot that's going on with the team. It's great to see the development. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 341. And just incidentally, the Raider Nation podcast has been throwing it out there, folks, for seven years. Raider Randy and Raider Greg have been putting it down. Uh, I've been trying to be a clown anyway here on the show for seven years. It's really funny. We've come a long way. Uh, It's been a real transition from the show. The fans are off the hook, off the chain from the very first one. Yes, this is our first show, the original, the only iPod Raider Nation broadcast. Coming to you from the Bay Area, beautiful California, right up a little bit north of the Oakland Coliseum, the home of the Oakland Raiders. Some of my best recollections really being the Tokai Raider from Japan pops up with an email thanks to the Raider News here so far from home. I mean, things like that kept me going the entire time, and Randy as well. I couldn't do it without the Olsen, of course. Uh, Randy is an integral part, actually the heart of the show, there's no doubt. Thank you, Randy, very much, and thank you all for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, always. Raider Nation. All right, folks, on today's show, we will have Coach Allen showing us a little at a time. Going to look at the coach himself, what he's doing on the field, how he's presenting himself as a head coach, something we haven't seen. It's starting to develop now. We're getting his personality. I'm going to hit on that. The 2012 Raiders could have the best receiving core since 2002 going to the Super Bowl. That's right, I'm talking Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. I'm serious. It's developing. We're going to see it. We're going to hit on that and how the other part of the team could actually take us to the promised land. I ain't kidding, folks. Warriors moved to San Francisco. Well, I guess the sports complex that the Oakland City Councilors talk about just got a little less complex by one franchise. We're going to hit on that, of course. And the phone line, which is you guys telling us guys, well, we're all talking about the same kind of stuff. It's cool. It's awesome. This is what I love about the Raider Nation is uh, you can talk to any Raider fan from the gas station to the airplane to the train station to the jail cell you just talk about the Raiders and I'm telling you man it's like an instant bond it is the wildest thing I've ever seen it is a trip I love the Raider Nation all right let's hit this first story because it's good who is this man coach Dennis Allen well we're gonna find out (laughs) right soon
Yeah, Ritter Nation, you know from the beginning when we had the general manager situation and the coaching search, when we found out our coach was Dennis Allen, everyone flocked to find out who this guy was, what he was about. Well, there's a lot of vague innuendos and positiveness from all over, of course, because it's a kind of a club, a coach's club, that is. But let's just go beyond that and just talk about how he's developed since we've seen him enter the building. And I mean developed as far as showing who he really is. First, let's make no doubt that Dennis Allen is not a chameleon. He's not going to sway from one possible a positive to another possible positive just because it's the thing to do, uh, the fashionable statement. I just don't think that's who he is. He's not showing that's who he is. He's taking statements and questions direct and letting them out direct as well. I liked it. You know, he does also have the same old coaching bullshit uh, that a lot of coaches have to have because they, you kind of generalize your players. You don't want to make one guy too good, another guy too bad. That's what you have to do. It's a balancing act. You know, it's it's you have to be the head of the ship. These are your guys. You can't say so-and-so's playing like crap and another guy's playing like a superstar. You can say, well, this guy's improved immensely. Could mean a million different things. You guys know that too. But I like about the coach is he's not pretentious. I like about the coach as opposed to Hugh Jackson, which I thought had a real unique style, but at the same token, it was more about Hugh than me, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm talking about Coach Allen's it's process, how he's taking the season, how he takes these questions. He's lying low, he's flying low under the radar. And I just like his style. I like listening to him talk. I like when he talks about the team. I think overall I've been pleased. I think, uh, you know, when, you, when you're the head coach and you come off of practice, you know, you, you want the defense to look good at times and the offense to look good, good at times. And I think, I think we did that today. From a defensive perspective, does it get any better than ending a practice? <laughs> yeah, I got to take a, a, a more well-rounded approach to it now. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought both sides of the ball made plays today, and I was pleased with that. How are you going to approach Rolando's situation? Being that you know, he still has another trial coming up, he could be away from the team at certain time points. How are you dealing with this? Well, I think really right now, as as we look at it, I mean, Rolando's part of our family, he's part of our team, and and uh, we're going to let the whole process play out before we do anything. And 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 once the whole legal proceedings are, are finished, uh, then we'll determine what, if any, action we need to take. <laughs> this is all kind of, still kind of first lap for you as a head coach. What have you learned so far? Well, I've learned that every day it's something different. You know, um, you know, I, come, I wake up every morning and get excited about coming into work and find out what everybody's got in store for me. So um, it's been good. Um, you know, I'm learning more as we go uh, how to deal with both sides of the ball. I've been used to uh, dealing with defense so much, but uh, uh, you know, learning offense and learning special teams as we go has been a, been a, uh, uh, been a lot of fun. Has there been any, any guys in the, these OTAs that have? made a significant progress, like surprising significant process progress? I think there's been a lot of guys that have that have made some progress. I don't know if I want to, you know, for fear, I don't want to leave anybody out, but I think uh, in general I've been really pleased with all the progress of all our guys. Is Burr strictly the outside guy or could he also be inside possibly still? Well, I think right now with the learning curve, we're going we're gonna to keep him right there as an outside linebacker and, and kind of let him get his feet wet and then we'll figure out where he's at. Uh, 
probably closer to training camp, even closer to the beginning of the season. On some aspects, he's very specific on improvements, but you notice he's always very positive. There's not a real negative statement in him, and he doesn't say it in a pompous manner, or he doesn't throw it back at the at the media, like throwing it in their face. He's very respectful. I think that's what is drawing <laughs> Bay Area media to this guy. I think for the first time in many, many coaches, the Raiders have a guy here who the media really can get behind and, you know, kind of have a relationship as opposed to in the past. That could have been Al Davis, of course. But really, here we have a coach in the new regime. This is a, a new thing, man. Let me say it again. It's 50 years of Al Davis has stopped. And the changes keep coming, you know, in leaps and bounds. And there's subtle changes and there's major changes. But changes nonetheless to the team. And this coaching staff and this coach, the Bay Area is embracing the Raiders for the first time since I can remember. And that's a long time, 55 years. Yes, they embraced us, of course, in the heyday of the Raiders. But, you know, uh, it's been a very, very long time since the Raiders got any respect or any love. And there's been a feud with the media. Uh, you know, come on, give me a break. You don't think so? Especially Bay Area media, of course. So that sour pill is gone. The, uh, the entire ambiance of the press conference is changed. Without that idiot, uh, John Herrera you know, skulking around like a buzzard waiting for someone to die. Uh, the whole atmosphere has changed. It's charged. There's energy. There's positive feedback. There are good questions. You know, I don't hear any snide remarks. Coach Allen, I think, is the best thing that has happened to this team in many, many years. I mean, I could even say a decade. And I like the fact that his personality is consistent. He's respectful. And I like his demeanor, man. He, he's got this, this, you know, this toughness. He's got a toughness to him, and you almost have to respect the guy. Pretty crazy so far. We're going to hit on this some more. But I think the players really enjoy him. On the field in the OTAs, he's out there. He's hands-on. You see him. He's not standing around with a clipboard walking between the coaches. Hugh Jackson. You know, this is a guy who's hands-on, who's talking to players, that's making moves, making suggestions, helping everywhere, especially a defense that needed a huge hand anyway. Thanks, Coach Allen, for taking our team, man. I think you're doing a great job. I like his style, and I'm going to stick to that for show, no matter what happens in the season. Okay, Raider Nation, I'm going to say it now, and I want you guys to all remember what Raider Greg said. We could have the best receiving core since the Super Bowl in 2002 right now. Here they come again. Mm -hmm. Catch us if you can. Mm -hmm. Time to get a move on. Mm -hmm. We were young with all of our might. Catch us if you can. I've told you I've been excited. 
I have told you guys that I have been excited about what's going on with the Raiders. I've told you that I am so pumped that this team is having an opportunity to practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Time to practice. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking practice here. We're talking about practice, man. Together as a team, for the first time, Carson Palmer is involved. I mean, we have an offensive line that's young but experienced, too. It's perfect. It's perfect. And now the cherry on top with more Kreiner, Ford, Murphy, and DHB. I will tell you guys right now that this receiving core is going to be as good, if not better, than Tim Brown and Jerry Rice. Mark my freaking words right now. I want to go on record early, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why they'll have that kind of season. They've, they've got a quarterback that can get him the ball, and he is looking amazing in camp. That's outstanding, amazing, tremendous, you name it. He's zipping the ball all over. Everyone's seeing it. It's no secret that Carson Palmer is Rocket Man. And as long as we defend him with our young, experienced offensive line, that's only getting better, by the way, this receiving core has a chance to just blow some people away, and Peyton Manning can suck my sack. <laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, they can keep their eyes on Denver all season as Oakland beats their ass up and down the field. I don't care. They'll be talking about how bad Peyton Manning's team is playing more so than how the Raiders kick their ass. That's what I'm talking about in this team. I see a real insane thing happening to the Raiders since. Hasn't happened since 1976, people. We have a team that's been beat down in every way. We have a team of players and a franchise that has a tradition of toughness and of insanely good football teams. And this, my friends, is coming. And I have been doing this show for seven freaking years, and I have nothing but a lot of things to bitch about. Yes, we've had some good times and some positive moments on the edge, but doggone it, I haven't felt this good about a team since I've started this show and before. Really. For the first time in years, I mean a decade, I'll tell you right now, tell me if I'm wrong, but we have four quarterbacks that are here right now. This isn't who's going to be on the roster, maybe. It could be, though. But we have four quarterbacks going in to training camp that look pretty damn good. You have four people that can do the job. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. A long time. We have a wide receiving core that has the potential to be Kreiner. Come on, man. We have tight ends that are young and experienced, but I'm going to tell you, watch how things happen this year because of the basic principles of good offensive line, good quarterback, good receiving core, fabulous running back. I mean, the list goes on. 
This Goodman guy is faster than Michael Bush. When he gets into the open, he's a lot faster. He's quicker at the cut. We might do better this year with this guy. And <laughs> let me just tell you about this. Taiwan Jones came back like a vengeance. I mean, Taiwan Jones in camp right now, let me tell you folks, is like a flash. If he gets beyond the first line, forget it. If he gets into the linebacking core, they won't even have a chance to react before he's into the secondary. Goodbye. This team is going to rock the world. We might not have the best season this year. I don't care. Really. Listen to me. I don't care. I know that we have the talent, the support, the coaching staff, the playbook. We have the opportunity here to make something great with the people we have on this team. It is looking good, and I am pumped. So let the media hawk around Peyton Manning, because that's what they're going to do. Let them lavish over Phillip Rivers and the San Diego, the new San Diego Chargers. Let them leap grandiose expectations on the Kansas City Chiefs. Leave us alone. Don't say shit about Oakland. I don't want to hear it, because I know that this team is going to kick the living crap out of all those other teams, and then the sleeping giant will be considered to be awake. And that is all I have to say about that. Evidently, the Warriors did not get the memo. Hey, the Oakland City Council is going to build you a new arena. Yeah. If you build it, he will come. Hey, look, I, I don't know if Oakland even had a prayer of keeping the Warriors in Oakland. San Francisco's been courting them to get them back. They now have a scam or a, a scheme or a plan to build an arena in San Francisco, and the Warriors would be stupid not to go. I mean, as a franchise, blah, 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 blah. Yes, all the business people are saying, but hey, the fans, okay? You know what this says? This says, uh, kiss my ass to the fans, just like the 49ers said to their damn fans. The 49ers said to their fans, kiss our prospective ass because we're leaving. We love you. We love your name, but we're out of here. That's what the Niners did to their fan base because there's people that are not going to make it to the game in Santa Clara. Let me tell you, that is not like right here. It's not like, well, it's in California. California's a big damn state, and that is a long-ass way from anyone who lives in San Francisco. I don't give a shit what they say. As a matter of fact, they're apologizing for that shit right now. 
The Warriors are going to San Francisco for every reason. I mean, you know, you you name it. It's the name. It's the, the beyond the city, blah, 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 blah. I don't really know if Oakland really had a chance, but if it had a chance, if it had a chance, it sure didn't take it. If it had a chance to keep the Warriors, it didn't do crap to do it. You know, here we are, day late, dollar short with the the Oakland Sports Complex, this big, grandiose um, cartoon of a thing that you look at and a picture and go, wow, that'd be nice. Well, I don't think so. You can just go in there with some uh, whiteout and <laughs> you could just take out uh, the new Warriors arena. You know, they have failed miserably in Oakland in every way to keep the A's or to keep the Warriors, and I'm just afraid they're going to fail to keep the Raiders. I say this, man, they better get their shit together and start showing something to the media, some kind of, you know, shit, I don't care if it's made out of Lincoln Logs or, you know, Presto Bricks or whatever the fuck it's made out of, but there should be some kind of a maybe a model now at this time. They could show like, okay, this is what it's going to look like three-dimensionally, not on some picture on a, on a board. Because I'll tell you right now, it's looking bleak. I want them to stay here, but man, you better come up with something besides uh, losing one of the three franchises that you were coveting to keep, and then there's silence? You know, the, the Oakland City Council has nothing to say about losing the Warriors? I mean, I would be just devastated. I mean, they're going to lose a franchise. The Sacramento Kings are moving from Sacramento. It's devastating Sacramento. Let me just tell you, it's that just the basketball franchise is devastating Sacramento. Tax-wise, there's a million things that is bad about that team leaving, just like it's bad that the Warriors leave Oakland. They're leaving their fans behind. This is some bullshit. And I'm sorry it's a Raider thing, but you know this has direct direct response here to what is going to happen next. Oakland better start popping off and saying what's going to happen. And I don't care if they have to build a a structure out of crap. (laughs) They should build something to show somebody that something is happening. Because as far as I'm concerned, they're still the same old, you know, bullshit Oakland City you know, jacking around, saying a lot of grandiose horse shit and doing absolutely fucking nothing. Sorry about the profanity here, folks, but I'm a little fucking pissed. So get off your ass, Oakland City Council, and get to work and start doing something to keep these teams, the A's and the Oakland uh, Raiders, in Oakland. Because let me tell you what, if you lose these franchises, your city is going to be absolutely freaking devastated. And if you don't see that now, then you're just as stupid as I thought you were. Mayor Gene Kwan joins us here on the Chris Townsend Show, 95.7 The Game. Well, thank you. Well, I first wanted to get your reaction to the press conference that was held in San Francisco. Mayor Lee and you are our friends. You had David Stern, the commissioner there. Also was Lake of Goober, the Warriors owner. What was your reaction to seeing that press conference to the Warriors saying goodbye to Oakland and saying they want to be in San Francisco in 2017? 
Well, you know, I understand that the sports business is an emotional business. And, um, you know, quite frankly, uh, the Coliseum City deal is a better deal. I'm, I'm, I'm more perplexed by how people reported it out. The reality is that where our deal that we offered them was much farther along than the hope they have for San Francisco. We own the land. The land is already permitted for a major sports stadium. There's plenty of parking. There's plenty of public transportation. Uh, there is the whole fact that they'll have to spend $100 million if they're lucky to prepare the pier if they can get the approvals from the Bay Commission. And they'll have to pay $95 million for leaving the Coliseum before 2027. So it was a little surprising to me, but I know that sometimes people have a lot of money. This is a very emotional thing. Um, and we were a little surprised, quite frankly, because even as late as last week, we were told that no, you know, they were negotiating. We were still in the game and they still would negotiate with us. And, you know, we've known that the owners were interested in going to San Francisco. They were pretty clear from that. And so we just thought they would actually take a, a better look at our deal. Is it easy for you to take the emotion out of it? I don't think it take the emotion out. I, I think I just have a, a longer view. I don't think the game's over for the Warriors. You know, I've been moving fast and very determined. I may not be as flashy as some other people, but I think I've moved all of the team deals along faster in a shorter period of time than the other mayors have. Mayor Kwan joins us here on 95.7 The Game. When you look at Coliseum City, you have the Warriors who say they want to move to San Francisco. You have the A's who want to move to San Jose. And then you have the Raiders, where some sources have told me that the Raiders, they don't have enough money to build their own stadium. They don't have the wherewithal. How do you see Coliseum possibly working with all three of these teams still? Well, first of all, let's... Remember what I said when we first announced it, that was more than the sports teams. We're talking about a thousand acres in the middle, in the heart of the Bay Area, which is one of the most prosperous areas in the country. And a thousand acres is usually not available in a major urban city. So when we talk about Coliseum City, we're talking about across the freeway. It has 500 acres for maybe uh, a science park, for office buildings, for other kinds of businesses next to the airport connector and potentially another airport connector station. Um, and then you're talking about on the Coliseum side, you're talking about the sports franchises, other entertainment, retail, and probably major hotels. So as long as I have one really large sports facility, um, we will have a much bigger convention center than we currently have in downtown Oakland. So that means uh, in total, it means about 32,000 new jobs for Oakland. So um, the sports teams are actually a small part of that. So in answering your question about the um, Raiders, I think that a Dallas-type um, stadium that can also double as a convention center and a major arena for concerts is actually how you fund it. You're not going to fund a stadium like that, although they, they can get here up to $200 million um, from the fund that was established by the NFL. And then there's TV rights that are beyond uh, attendance. But the way most stadiums these days are funded are not just by the games, but quite frankly, by all the other convention events that you have. And so someday I'm going to, soon I'll probably look at the Dallas Station um, Stadium, and I just recently looked at um, the St. Louis Stadium, which is an enclosed stadium. 
Well, see, when I, when I look at that Dallas stadium that cost well over a billion dollars, and the NFL said, and I, and I understand, I want to get back to, we'll get back to Coliseum City w- 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 getting away from sports, but the NFL essentially said to the Raiders and the, and, and the 49ers that you need to use the model of the two team, two team in the same area as the New York Giants and the New York Jets share the same stadium. The 49ers are getting their stadium done in Santa Clara. The odds are, that the Raiders are not going to get money from the National Football League. So when I look at the Raiders, they're going to have to pay for the stadium, but they don't have the money. So when I start looking at Coliseum City and I look at the Warriors don't want to build here, they're saying they want to be in San Francisco, the A's want to be in San Jose, and the Raiders don't have the money, how would we really see this all working out? You know, you guys are much more pessimistic than I am. And, you know, I, I'm listening to people we've hired who have done these stadiums in other parts of the country. This is a pretty wealthy part of the country, and particularly in the East Bay where the population is growing. Um, they've run very good de- demographic information that I think is pretty convincing to the teams in, in terms of um, we have more millionaires. I guess it's because of dot-com boom in the Bay Area than almost anywhere else in the country. Uh, Oakland, because of our central location where the growth in the Bay Area is going to be is reachable from, I guess, God, when I'm there for the Raider games, people are coming from all the way to the bottom of the valley um, uh, to pass Sacramento. So we have a, a pretty good reach. So um, I actually think I've looked at preliminary studies of the economics. I think we can do it. Coliseum City, you know, I, I've heard about how more people want to come into Oakland versus San Francisco because it's cheaper. You look at the business aspect of it. You also look at the tourism aspect of it. Is it safe to say Coliseum City doesn't even need sports teams to, to thrive and help out the city of Oakland? Well, that's not the model I prefer, but we've looked at all sorts of models. I mean, you're like I said, it's a thousand acres. Um, at the airport connector on 880 and Samtran, and it's an amazing location for any kind of entertainment center. But I'm pretty convinced we're going to have anywhere from one to four teams by the time we're done. Four teams? We were looking at other sports. Okay. I mean, we've talked about in, in our pessimistic world, there possibly being no professional sports teams here in Oakland, and you're, and you're talking about possibly four. You know, I'm an optimist. I wouldn't be mayor if I weren't an optimist. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. All right, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. Throw us a bone. Tell us what your thoughts are. It's the best part of the show, I think. This is where we all get to get in here and talk about our feelings and what's going on with our team. I just love this part of the show. Also, get on www.raidernationpodcast.com. Check out the site. Randy does a great job, man. I'm telling you. Get on the forum. All the news you could want is on there. I mean, and the Raider Nation's on there, too. Pop off, whatever. Look and see what's happening. The latest videos. Everything is on this site. Need go nowhere else. That's for sure. All right, our first caller of the show. And for our first caller of the day, we have Brandon. We don't know where you're from, but we know your name. What's up, partner? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Brandon. Uh, I was wondering, I had a, had a question. I was wondering, what's it going to take to get guys like Ken Stabler and, and Cliff Branch into the uh, Hall of Fame? They deserve to be there. 
Well, to get Cliff Branch and Stabler and Plunkett and Flores, I mean, you have to you have to win games. You have to win championships. You have your team has to be on the positive end of the spectrum. Our team has been losers for so many years that these guys' names not even coming up. I'll tell you, the way to get those guys in the Hall of Fame is to win. Winning is everything, and if this team starts to win, then their names will float back up to the top for choices for the Hall of Fame. But it's a it's a crapshoot. It's a you know it's some kind of a I don't know. It's not as it's the Hall of Fame is a Hall of Shame to me because the the real guys that should be in there aren't in there. I don't know what they're doing, keeping certain people out. I don't know. It's a club, so I really don't put that much into the Hall of Fame. However, we have many players that deserve to be there and a coach or two at that. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, we have All Purpose Roto Bob. Now they they do a blog. They have a podcast too. They've I've been on their show before. They've invited me to be there again, and uh, they're pretty upfront and honest about the team because they're not fans. They have fans of other teams, but they certainly look at our team with an open mind. Check it out. Hey, Raider Nation, this is all-purpose Roto-Bob, you know, and i got to come to your defense. I don't understand, I don't understand the NFL talking heads. Still down on the Carson Palmer trade, they gave up essentially Drake or Patrick for Carson Palmer in the second-round pick next year. I'm going to take that gamble. I think there's like 20 franchises in the league, given some of their quarterbacks the last five years. They take that gamble. Aaron Curry trade, a number four overall pick in 2009. You guys got him for a seventh-round pick this year which is basically nothing, and a fifth-round pick that's conditional in 2013. Let's see how Curry works out in his second year under the Raider, Black, and Silver. Let's move on. Let's talk about some things. Matt Shaughnessy's coming back. I hope he does pretty well. kind of like that guy, all right? And let's talk about your draft, okay? Tony Bergstrom, an offensive guard. I know you guys have lost your Reverend Al Davis, and I don't blame you. That's a big loss. But talk about a new draft strategy. This kid, this offensive guard, did you guys realize he's a chemical engineering major? He is married to Baltimore Ravens outside linebacker Paul Kruger's sister and already has a daughter. This kid got it together. He's going to be great for your offensive line. This Miles Burris, this outside linebacker you guys got in round four. Nothing wrong with this guy either. Another leader, a three-year starter, a team captain, defensive player of the year, scholar athlete, blows people up when he hits them. You've got to love him. The other thing I wanted to talk about, is, hey, we took a fifth-round pick. We traded it to Detroit this year. You picked up a late five and a seven. You know what you got for that? You got Jake Crawford, the defensive end out of Penn State, and you got Nathan Stupart, the linebacker from Penn State. I like this idea. Taking a five, you didn't have a lot of draft picks. Pick up a five and seven. Pick up a couple brothers from Penn State. See if you catch a little gold. Crawford is a great player. He moved from England. He's only played in football, I believe, two years. You know what he worked out with this offseason? He worked out with Tom Bahali. you got to like that, Raider Nation. Hey, I forgot to talk about your undrafted free agent you picked up that I'm in love with. It's wide receiver Derek Carrier. Tight end, H-back, wide receiver, tight end, likely to play tight end. I hope he does for you. I hope Carson finds a way to fall in love with him. We need a guy since Zach Miller's been gone. 6'3", 238, ran a 4.5140. Hey, he lettered in baseball, he lettered in basketball, he lettered in track, went to Beloit. 2010, 64 catches for 1,044 yards. 2011, 75 catches for 1,250. 
both years, that's just 10 games in the Beloit schedule, folks, 10 games. And by the way, at Pro Day, his three-cone time was 6.65. Only one wide receiver ran a better three-cone drill than this kid did at the Combine. Now he's out of Division Three. We should pull for him. He fits the mold of Raider Nation. I think you guys are on the road, all right? A lot of flack gave up in this year's draft. In fact, he didn't have picks as well, all right? Last year, he gave up your two and seven this year. And you know who you picked up in that draft? It was Joseph Barksdale, the offensive tackle, and Taiwan Jones, the running back, both players. So that's what explains the, the uh, second-round pick missing. The third-round pick, that killed us. We went for Aaron Pryor. Let's see what happens there. The fourth-round pick, that went for Jason Campbell. We deserve a little flack for that. We'll see what happens. Good luck, Raider Nation. Looking forward to listening to you. Here's a guy who knows sports. Here's a guy who really isn't a Raider fan, but he's pretty in tune to what we did this season and the reasons we didn't have any picks. We all knew that. But it's nice to see someone else sees the golden lining instead of the silver lining of the silver and black. We are going to do some great things this season. He didn't point out that we're going to have a full season of OTAs and mini camps. He also didn't point out that, well, you know, even though Jason Campbell might have been a stretch with a fourth-round pick, he was, he was taking us to the playoffs. He was playing great football, and we were moving and shaking as long as he was on the helm. Can't help that he got hurt. That's one of those things, man. I think it was a good give-up, fourth round for Jason Campbell. If he would have taken us to the playoffs, it would have been no question, and he was on the way. So that being said, we got nothing to fear. Peyton Manning, bring it on, mofo, because we're here and we're waiting. Come get us, baby, because we're the underdog, and we like it that way. Thanks for the call, my brother. And next we have Raider Eric from Sacramento, and he's popping off, man. He's got some attitude. He says that this is the call of the century. I'll let you be the judge. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Eric. Um, This is going to be the call of the century. I was just looking at our schedule online, and I really only see three tests this year. I feel like we can be 11 and 5. No, get it back. Let's make it 14 and 2. The only real tests I see are Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and New Orleans. Every other team on our schedule, we can beat the hell out of them. Now, the question is, can we beat them? Yes. Will we beat them? Yes. So, my record stands as 14 and 2. That's what I feel like we can do this year. I know you said we think it's going to be 8-8. Eight eight. I don't think so. I think it's going to be 14-2. and two. We're going to beat the hell out of the Chargers, not once, but twice. We're going to beat the hell out of Denver, not once, but twice. And same with the Chiefs. We beat them, or I should say the Queefs, and the Hose and the Chargers Chargers. I really think that our season is here. 2012 is our season. No matter what people say, 2012 is the season of the Raiders. Even though you like them as an underdog, I say they're the top dog. That's my opinion. You know, you might not think the same way I do, but I am very, I am very optimistic about us winning 14 games a season. Very optimistic. The Raiders are going to be at the top of their game. All I have to say. 
with McFadden healthy, with Nunez more healthy, with everybody being healthy right now. Bergstrom and Kreider and all the other draft picks we got. This is going to be destruction. I'm calling it right now. We're going to destroy, destruct. That is all I have to say about that. We are Super Bowl champs this year. And we are going to play the Niners. And it's going to be one hell of a battle. I'll tell you that. But the Raiders are going to come out on top. We're going to win our fourth Super Bowl, our first without Al Davis, and we're going to do it this year. 2012 is our year. That's all i got to say about that and the story. This is Raider Eric for Sacramento, and I am out. Go Raider Nation! Well, Raider Eric, I sure hope you're right. We all do. Uh, we have a great chance to do some great things, and hell, man, that's not out of the question. I would tell you if I didn't think so, but it's not out of the question, 14 wins. We do have a young team. We do have a new coaching staff. Everybody's got to be on the same page, but we have all the pieces in place. I think uh, we could do great things with a little bit of luck and a whole lot of hard work. Uh, 14 is it's bold, man. Super Bowl is very bold. But uh, you could be right. You could have the call of the century, brother. Thanks for the call. And next we have Raider Kevin. What's up, man? You got something to say, too. Let's hear it. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Kevin. Hey, I'm just calling about the Raiders moving to L.A. I think it's, you know, it's definitely a possibility. But I think the one thing that people aren't talking about, which I'm curious to hear your perspective on, is, okay, the Raiders moved to L.A. So then you've got the Raiders in L.A. and you have the Chargers only 100 miles away in San Diego. The Chargers are already struggling, and they count on fan base from San Diego, or I'm sorry, from Orange County as well as from Los Angeles. They may not get a lot of it from L.A., but they definitely get some from Orange County. And they're already, they can't even fill seats. And when the Raiders come to town, there's more Raiders fans there than Chargers fans. So if the Raiders go to L.A., doesn't that basically kill the Chargers? And the Chargers will have to go somewhere else, I'm thinking, then. Um, so curious your thoughts on that. That's why I think San Diego to L.A. is the best move. That way, San Diego fans can still come up to L.A. to see their Chargers, and the Raiders can stay in Oaktown. All right, curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Great podcast. Well, that's one point of many about the Raiders going to Los Angeles. I'll tell you this. The Raiders will have no freaking problem filling that stadium in L.A. They will not even blink a freaking eye, and they will pack that place because there's a ton of Raider fans. Now, I don't know if they can afford it because the ticket price is going to be crazy. So, you know, that's an entertainment dollar in Los Angeles, even though it's the second largest entertainment city it doesn't put out a lot of money for one specific thing. There's people who ski and surf, and there's a whole lot that goes on in L.A. There's a lot to do. So the Raiders didn't do that well there when they were there. Of course, when they were winning, they did very well. But it's more about corporate sponsorship as well. I think Los Angeles, just like San Francisco, has a bigger name, and I think corporate sponsors will be bigger in a city like L.A. than in Oakland. I hate to say that. Because uh, really, it's a it's a hodgepodge of reasons. There's another reason the, the Warriors just left. You know that leaves a big hole. Where who's going to help to finance this big project? We just lost one third of the financing. Look at it that way. The other thing 
is that the Oakland City Council hasn't done anything, really. They put up a picture for crying out loud. they got to do more than that. And that's no action. That means these teams have no choice because it takes a long time to build a stadium. It takes a long time to get all the things done to help move the team along to another city. It's crazy. So uh, I, <laughs> as much as I do not want to see him go to L.A., there's no real reason that they shouldn't, really. So uh, I'd love to have him in Oakland. I would love to have my ass in a seat there. No matter what they do, I hope Oakland City Council gets off their ass and makes it happen. Thanks for the call, man. I hope I answered your question. And next, a very good and old friend of this program, the Pennsylvania Raider. Hey, what's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Uh, just wanted to say uh, thanks to Raider Greg, Raider Randy, uh, for giving a shout-out. Uh, you know, my father passed away. Uh, he is the reason that I am a Oakland Raider fan. He was a big Oakland Raider fan himself. Um, you know, so just want to say thank you. Um, so at least he's got the best seat in the house looking down. He'll be at all the games. We never got to Oak Town to see a game, but he'll be there every game watching them. And maybe, uh, he could, uh, shine down some blessings on this team when the ASC West and take us to the Super Bowl. Once again, thanks nation. I appreciate it. It's going to be a rough road. And, uh, well, Hey man, thanks Raider Greg. Thanks Raider Randy. Pennsylvania Raider out. Yes, man. Our hearts go out to you, dude. Uh, your father, it's a huge, huge loss. Crazy huge. And, uh, well, my heart goes out to you. Anybody who's lost a parent certainly is in the same camp, my friend. And uh, it's going to be hard. Never going to go away. That's uh, what part of being a man is, is this cycle of life. I know I don't want to get off on a tangent, but, man, our heart goes out to you. And we got to get you out here to Oakland so you can see a game. And uh, you could be there with your pop watching the Raiders play. I'd love to see you get out here, my brother. Uh, so let's see if we can make that happen. All right. Thanks for the call. And uh, once again, our love and support, brother. And now from the wilderness of Conrad's Montana, Raider Jake. What is up, my brother? Hello, Raider Nation. Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Andy. This is Raider Jake's calling in from Conrad, Montana. Uh, Raider Greg, you are like fine wine. You keep getting better with age. Your podcasts are right on the money, very informative. Uh, man, I just love it. I just wanted to say I just hope we don't move to Los Angeles. Man, the Oakland Raiders have always been Oakland to me, even when they moved uh, to Los Angeles back in the 80s and 90s. And another thing I was going to say, man, don't please don't let them mess with the uniforms. That silver and black is it's awesome. It's, it's the only thing as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, I just wanted to comment on your podcast. I'm not going to comment on any of the players since I don't read and don't know them, but you keep us very well informed. It looks like we're heading in a new direction, and it's refreshing. And, you know, uh, Raider culture is a unique culture. You know, you meet somebody on the street, and you see that uh, pirate uh, patch, pirate album on his shirt or on his hat, and you, you meet eyes, and you just naturally move towards each other and you start bullshitting and as soon as you start bullshitting you gotta introduce yourself and 
share some more Raider stories. Met one the other day that uh, they were stationed overseas, and the Villa Piano come by, and he said, man, that meant the world to me. Give me that Raider patch, and he said, I've been a Raider fan ever since. And I think the Raiders are going to the playoffs. We definitely are. We're going to the playoffs. We've got the infrastructure in place. I like Carson Palmer. I think we, I think he's a good quarterback. He just needs, uh, just need to get to a situation where he's comfortable and get some reps under his belt with the first team. And I think the signing of Matt Leinart as a backup was definitely a big, big improvement over Kyle. And other than that, I'm just wondering. You haven't really talked a whole bunch about a tight end. I love tight ends. Big tight end that can block and catch passes like the old Dave Casper used to do. So anyway, I just, I'm very, very pumped for this season. Uh, Raider Nation, it's been a long time since I've been this pumped. I really am. And okay, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Raider Andy, Raider Jakes from Conrad, I am out. Go read us. First, let me say thank you from the bottom of our hearts, man, it's cool to hear a fan of the show uh, telling us that they like it. It's nothing like it, man. That's why we keep doing it. And uh, as far as tight ends go for the Raiders, David Ashbury, you know, this guy, we've been hearing about him for a while now. He has to make his mark this season. He did gain 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. That's dedication. That's hard work. And uh, he can block and catch I'm hearing a lot of good things about this guy, so he might be our ultimate secret weapon. Now, Brandon Myers is a very good blocking tight end. He made some pretty good strides, too, but he's very inconsistent. But, man, we got a tight end. We got two of them, and we have another one, Kyle Effen. Okay? So, you know, we don't have, like, the superpower tight ends, but you never know. This Ashbury guy and Myers, they're serviceable. They could come out this year and be crazy good, especially with the quarterback. They can get the ball out. They might be the, the, that thing that makes the difference in the wide receiving core. You just never know. So it's very, very cool that we do have good tight ends. I think both these guys are good. Brandon Myers proved that he could play the game at a very high level. So I think we're good. And thank you for the call and the props, my good brother from Montana. And next, we have Raider Christian from Champaign, Illinois. What's up, man? Raider Greg, it's Raider Christian from Champaign, Illinois. I like to comment on Rolando McClain. I think Reggie should can him. He's been the Jamarcus Russell of our defense. We can't stop the run. Get ready, Liam. All right. Peace out. Okay, Rolando McClain. Two seasons that were lackluster, to say the least, for where he was picked in the draft. I think he's on very thin ice. I think if he doesn't produce this year, this might be a good thing for us, uh, really. It might force him to change his attitude and the way he plays, better better yet. Because if he doesn't play very good this in this camp, if he doesn't shine like a star, uh, then he's going to be gone. But I do think that he has to be there because I think we're going to be doing a lot more 3-4 this year. I think there'll be a lot of combinations where where his talent actually could be shown because he's a 3-4 guy. And in that in that defense, maybe he will really 
produce some big time results, but he has to do better in uh, coverage than than run stopping. He has to do way better in uh, coverage. He gets blocked out in a run game. I'll tell you right now. Uh, don't get me started. And next we have Raiders Sailor out of San Antonio, Texas. Man, what's happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Sailor calling out of San Antonio. Just saw that Rolando McClain is uh, sentenced to 180 days in jail. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. You know, here, here's this guy that we spent a high draft pick on, and he was supposed to come in and be an instant game changer for us. What does he do? He goes and pulls some stupid stuff like that, which wasn't worth it was not worth it. Now we're in the hole. Now we've got a deficit at middle linebacker, and what are we supposed to do? Well, Raider Greg, I'm going to go ahead and say this. We need to go out. We need to be aggressive. We need to restructure DHB's contract. We need to restructure Kelly. We need to restructure anybody because we need to free up some cap space uh, to get a veteran middle linebacker. Well, it's either Aaron Henderson or E.J. Henderson that's for the Vikings. I think that's our best bet. If we can get him to a one-year contract, we should be solid. You know, hopefully hopefully McClain can uh, appeal his sentencing, and hopefully he's able to play some games for us. But if not, McKenzie should go ahead and cut him. Anyways, that's my piece. Red Nation, I'm out. Well, that's a thought, you know, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they've done all the restructuring they're going to do. I think we are going into the season with what we have. And I do think that Burris or Shaughnessy can take that position. You know, you have to remember, we're not going to run the 4-3 like we did for years. We're not going to just line up 4-3. and three. That's what they, we've done it for years. It's going to be refreshing to see something different can you give me an amen for crying out loud? We're going to have a really imaginative defense. Oh, my gosh. I can hardly freaking wait. No, man, I think that he can be replaced. I don't think they will. I think he'll do a good job. I think that we're going to keep him. I think his trial will be postponed until after the season. I see that happening for sure with the low money and the not too sure on the on the whole deal. It doesn't sound like a real solid case to me, uh, although he was a knucklehead, trust me. Um, so we'll see, though. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they're going to turn him into a monster by switching to that 3-4 more often. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, it's Houston Raiders Steve. He's got a pretty good message, man. Check it out. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. I like what the team's doing with Reggie and with uh, Coach Allen and everything. And uh, anyway, the reason why I really wanted to call was uh, Greg had mentioned that uh, Raiders were possible being considered to go down to Los Angeles and everything to play their football games. The simple fact is is that the Raiders are trying to sell tickets like all teams are, and we need for the people to buy season tickets is what we need them to do. As you know, between May 1st and June 1st. 10% of every single season ticket that's sold is going to go back into the schools of Oakland because they've lost a lot of teachers and there's been, you know, concerns about the school, you know, budgets as there always is, teacher layoffs and stuff like that going on. So I think it's a very positive step that planners are doing by being the trailblazer like they have in many other areas. As we all know, you know, that's very important. Education is for all of us. But anyway, 
people out there in California, if you live you know, close enough to the Coliseum, if you can afford it, I know times are tough with gas prices being as high as they are and everything else, and uh, give the Raiders a reason to stay in Oakland. Go out and buy a season ticket. If you can't use a ticket for some games, the ticket exchange that the Raiders have, and also, you know, if you want to give to charity or, you know, a lot of people, especially a lot of younger people, as children, we all remember our first time we went to a football game. I know there's a lot of children out there in the Bay Area that can't afford to go to a game, but if people donate a season ticket or two or whatever, to, you know, a game here or there or whatever, you know, they're not using, give it back to the Raiders to give back to the uh, children and stuff. That'll be their first experience. So you have a great time. And when that weekend is over, you're thinking already, man, I can't wait to see all these people next year, if not sooner. You guys are the best, brothers and sisters. And go Raiders! Well, you, you're right, man. We sold out every game last year, and that was huge. And if we continue to do that, perhaps they will stay here. That might be the only key to the whole situation. So put your ass in a seat, give that 10% to the kids, and have a great time in the parking lot and a fabulous time at the game. Man, there's nothing like being at the Coliseum. I'm telling you, if you've been, you know. If you haven't, you better find out, partner. And next, my good brother, Lil Raider from Eastside, Oakland. Check it out. Hey, what's happening, Raider Nation? It's Lil Raider out Eastside, Oakland. I'm in the flats, and uh, I've been keeping in tune with the OTAs and all that. And uh, I got some good news and bad news. First of all, let's start off with the good news. The good news is Justin Kreiner, he a beast. I heard he's beasting it in camp, and I'm looking forward to the season. And uh, this is not basketball or this is not football related, but it is Oakland related and might relate to the Raiders. Just learned that the Warriors are moving to San Francisco in 2017, and I am pretty pissed off right now. What that means is there's probably more pressure on Oakland to keep the Raiders and uh, if the Raiders end up moving, I, I, I give up on sports. It's pretty sad when uh, one of your hometown teams leave, like the Warriors. I like the Warriors, the A's, and the Raiders. And the whole reason I like them is, you know, because you're out here in Oakland. And uh, if the Raiders were to move, I'd be devastated. Very devastated. I'd give up on sports. Pretty shitty day. For the Warriors leaving, and uh, Oakland better keep the Raiders. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you lose a franchise like the Warriors, man. You got fans. I mean, listen to this guy. They have a loyal following at the Warrior games. That's crazy. They have an excellent fan base there. If they put money into their team and start winning again, it'd be crazy off the hook. But they're moving for every reason except for the fans. I'll tell you that right now. That's some bullshit, if you ask me. Yeah, and you know, it's... <laughs> and the Raiders, man, they've already shown they'll leave. So that's crazy, too. And the A's are talking about leaving. Oakland better get it together. I'm telling you, pressure is on them because if they lose all three of these franchises, a city is going to be pummeled. It will take the biggest hit period in its history 
lose a lot of money. I'd be foolish. Come on, Oakland. Get it together. And next we have Malik from Tucson, Arizona, man. And he's pumped. He's fired up. Listen to what he's got to say. Hello, Raider Greg. This is Malik from Tucson. I'm just trying to call with a little more positivity for the Raiders today. I've been listening all offseason and decided to finally call in and chime in. I uh, just wanted to call. I'm a little excited about this year. Uh, you know, Carson Palmer's getting a full offseason with the team. The team's really starting to acclimate to uh, to the quarterback. Uh, I feel like there's a whole new vibe with the team this year, with Reggie McKenzie coming in and cleaning the house. Um, I'm really excited about, you know, even the fact that even though we only had so many picks this year, uh, I mean, they weren't, you know, spectacular picks in the sense that, like, first-round steals or anything, but uh, I think we got some good players, and we got some players that seem like they're going to be good on the field and off the field, and I just want to actually uh, give some props to the Raiders for picking up Jerron Kreiner. You know, like I said, I'm here out here in Tucson, and I actually work at the University of Arizona, and I see, I've seen this guy play uh, highly underrated. Uh, the guy's got great hands. Uh, he's, not, he's not blinding fast, but he can catch the ball. And I think he's going to raise a lot of eyebrows, and I think he could be another steal uh, from the draft uh, that people will be talking about. And to have him on the field with uh, Denarius Moore at the same time is going to be explosive. Uh, and looks like McFadden's actually healthy again. Uh, look out. You know, that's all i got to say. But uh, go Raiders. All right, take it easy. Those are all great reasons to be positive. I know I've been talking about them because, hey, man, you can see the light in this team. Tyvon Jones is supposed to be as fast as McFadden. Just can't figure out the number. You look at the number to find out who the player is. Wouldn't that be awesome to have two McFaddens in the backfield? I'm thinking, man, we're having a good offseason, a very healthy offseason, emotionally, mentally, and focused offseason like I've never seen. So I'm I'm pumped. I think we're ready to go, and uh, we got a lot to look forward to, even if this year is not the best. Uh, we're going to do nothing but get better. Thank you, brother. And next, we have a blast from the past. That would be Bloodline Raider. Check it out, man. He's got some good, good takes, man. Check it. Greg, Randy, what's up? Raider Nation, what's up? Man, it's been a minute since I called in. Uh, probably over a year. But uh, this is Bloodline Raider. And, um, man, actually, uh, I told you all, uh, when we played the Rams second week of the season a couple years ago, uh, I had something for you guys. But... Uh, Family uh, travesty required my attention. I didn't get to go, man. But anyway, uh, I got you guys a Jason Campbell jersey, double X, because I didn't know y'all signed. But, man, uh, this year we plan on going out there again. And, uh, you know, those Campbell jerseys are uh, trash now, man. I mean, I, I wore them and shit. I didn't think y'all wore them. But uh, I'll hook it up with something, man. Um, anyway, I'm calling because uh, I've never missed a show yet. I just don't call in that much because I just like listening to your inside, man. It's it's uh, second to none, second to none. And Randy does a great job uh, just putting everything on the money, man, and all the stuff he puts out with the con uh, press conferences and, you know, new stuff that I don't get to hear out in, here in Texas. Man, it's just the, the, the best podcast, you know, there is out there. Anyway, uh, I wanted to call because, you know, I figured 
uh, I don't want to be too critical of nobody. You know, everybody's nice and shit, but, man, I mean, Raider fans, we're, we're critical to each other, man. When we take, like, if we got criticism for somebody, it's out of respect, you know, nothing nothing wrong, but, I mean, some of these fools need to go to school because it ain't 1980, you know, it ain't 2001. I mean, this guy that keeps calling in, talking about uh, this is the year, all the pieces are in place. Man, I've heard this guy a couple of times, and, man, I ain't talking shit, but, man, if you ain't checked, dude, it's, uh, I mean, we ain't going to the Super Bowl, you know, and that's fine. We're, we're rebuilding. I just like, I mean, really none of us know shit about what this team's going to be like, and that's, that's exciting, you know. Um, and cut me off if I go too long. I tend to ramble. But, like, with the, the new staff and direction, I mean, it, I hope that it's great. I, I like what we're doing. It doesn't seem like we're, you know, uh, you know, swinging for the fences every fucking buddy we sign. I mean, it's like we're putting together a puzzle to make it perfect, you know. And I figured uh, Warren Jorge, Obi-Wan, Double X, the Raider Marker, somebody had already called these fools out for just talking nonsense, man. Like the, like I heard one guy say, Asuma, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, what? I mean, he was good, but, like, really? You know? Hall of Famer, right? Uh, I'm just, you know, be, you need to school these guys, Greg. You know, just be real with them. The, realistically, I mean, uh, we're looking at seven and nine, eight and eight. I hope, and uh, you know, we if we do succeed, if we if our players do succeed, all expectations, man. We're gonna need Palmer to play the whole season, not get hurt, and play like uh, you know, play like uh, uh, all pro, man. You know, to be a top three quarterback. We're gonna need McFadden to get more than 170 carries. You know, he needs to be able to handle that low, which is unlikely. I love McFadden, you know, but he's got to split it with Tyron Jones or something. You know, I like the Goodson guy. We're gonna need Denae Moore to be uh, Tim Brown, pretty much, man. What is he, six foot, one ninety five? Uh, you know, that's what I like about him. Tim Brown's my favorite all time player. But if we can get more, just even play half that level, and at, at bay, we're gonna need our receivers just to grow up. Now, you know, it's time. You know. Uh, they had an all right season last year, but not he didn't have a, a set seventh overround pick season. You know, he needs he needs like twelve touchdowns, more too. And then I had somebody talking about like Branch was trash. Man, Branch is the shit. Branch is man, he's our defense, man, like it or not. You know, he's that there's not there's not as many big plays against us as there used to be, like the seventy yard runs and shit. Because Branch, man, he handles his shit. We did, he just needs some help from Huff. Huff needs to come into his own and get, like, six pick, man, and help out with the run a little bit. I like I like Huff, but, man, he needs to seriously – I think he was number seven overall, too. He needs to play like it, you know. Like, I think it's this year or never, man. Trade him. Um, in order for us to, you know, be that team that everyone's talking about going to the playoffs and shit, we're going to need Shantae Spencer and Ron Bartell to both uh, play like pro bowlers, man, because our, our secondary, they suck. I love them, man, but I just want to see step up their game, man. Uh, but, man, we need both those guys to come out and, like, have come back at player of the year type seasons, right? And uh, McClain, man, what the hell, 180 days in jail. I hope he don't get the full sentence, man, and I hope if he does, it's after next season. But he has to step up more than anybody, man. I've, I'm seeing him getting pushed around. He's a thumper. I mean, why, like, if it's no blocking on him, man, he can hit somebody. But, man, he... He needs to step it up in a major way, man. You know, he needs to be the captain. He needs to be the the voice of the Raiders. 
you know, but he's got a long way to go because he ain't showed me shit. Like, guards and tackles are all over his ass, man. I mean, just watch games from last year. I mean, watch that shit. Just, I just watch him. Watch him get blocked. If somebody's on him, man, there ain't a chance. Uh, but the, the, the good thing, what I like, I like uh, the guys are drafting. And Mike, uh, the guys I'm really, really excited about, if Shaughnessy don't get hurt, man, I think he's going to be a superstar. I'm talking like 15, 16 sacks, but, uh, maybe more, man. I think he's got that kind of potential. I mean, that, that dude's going to be a star. That's my opinion, you know. I mean, might not like it, but, like, Aaron Curry going to be a stud, man. Gonna be a stop. I thought he did great last year. I've heard some flack against him. I like him. He looks good as a Raider, man. I liked him whenever uh, uh, when he when he first came out and went to Seattle, man. I was wanting that pick. That's who I wanted. I think he's gonna show up and become a star. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of like William Thomas did whenever he 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 went to the Raiders. Uh, but Branch, man, Branch is gonna be. He's going to be sick, man. And in a scheme that's actually just not man-to-man, you know, where nobody gets picks, just a, 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 a make-or-break play, uh, every coverage, man. It ain't like that no more. There's going to be his own shit, and y'all are going to see the branch, man. He's, going to, he's, he's, he's solid. Love him. Uh, I think that's all i got to say, man. But uh, anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Um, you other guys, man, I love you. Go to school. It's 2009. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, peace out. First, let me just say, man, that is very, very, very cool that you would bring us something. Uh, I mean, we've gotten some great gifts from people. I can't tell you, Randy and I, it's amazing. It's very, very cool, man. Don't even trip on Campbell nothing. The thought is crazy tremendous. Randy and I appreciate it immensely. Hey, and Campbell was a good Raider, man. That's all I got to say about that. And, you know, the props are awesome. Your takes on the team are are awesome. You got to understand here, uh, there's people that are sure every year that we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I've been skeptical many, many years now. But you know what? I think this season, even though it could be an 8-8 eight and eight season, but I think it'll be a really productive season, a season where we'll see uh, not only change, but we'll see progress in areas that we were sorely missing talent. And uh, that's everywhere. Coaching, there's a lot of places this place has holes. And I think we'll see it change. And I think that's a cool thing. And I, I love the call, man. Thanks for listening to our show. It's great to know you're out there, man, because, uh, well... It's just great. Thank you. And when you come, man, just bring yourself because we'll have fun. And you know what it's all about. The tailgate's off the chain, and you know you got to be there. So hurry up. Let us know what game you're coming to, man, and we'll throw out the red carpet for you, brother. Thank you very much. And next, the Crusader from London, England, man. Check it out. The Raider Nation is huge. Keith Smith. The Crusader Raider. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. Uh, hello, Raider Nation. I hope you're all well. A long time no speak on the bone line now, but it's been a, a bit of a, a changing of the guard at uh, 
the Oakland Raiders, both in the uh, front office and on the playing staff and the coaching staff. And let's hope that, uh, uh, that things will work out for the best for us as the season progresses and uh, uh, we go into this uh, next AFC West challenge and into the playoffs because I'm going for a 9-7 and series and we're sneaking in the back door. Um, the 2012 Crusade is taking shape. It looks like me and uh, Big Dave Chapman will be flying out to the Bay Area on the 30th of October and staying there for nine days, um, meeting up with all our friends uh, from the from the nation at uh, hopefully events such as the Raider Fans uh, Forum uh, event. And uh, we're going to be going to the Belitnikov Crabfee, which this year is on the 2nd of November at the Marriott uh, Hotel in San Ramon, so please all start putting that date in your diary, and when more information comes along, try and get along and support uh, uh, Fred and Andrew and the Blitnikov Foundation and the work that they do there. It's always a fantastic event, and uh, we're looking forward to, to being part of that once more. We had the pleasure of uh, welcoming Angela uh, Blitnikov here to London with us recently, where we got to travel around the country and spend time with her while she was over here visiting her daughter, and we're looking forward to welcoming Angela back here in September when she returns, and then travelling over to meet up with them uh, and all our friends in the, in the Bay Area when we come over in uh, November, October, November. I say we intend to stay in the Bay Area for so eight or nine days and hope to hook up with uh, a lot of you guys for them things. We'll be taking in the Tampa Bay game. Oh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they seem to be the team I've seen more than anything in the recent years because they've been playing here in London uh, two of the last four seasons they've played in the regular season game here. Um, but so we get to see Tampa Bay again and hopefully, hopefully we'll see a home win. We should be able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in, in the Coliseum. Obviously, lots of things are happening in the Bay Area, and please to listen to the podcast as usual, Greg and Randy. You know, it keeps us up to date around the world. You know how much it means to hear what's going on and catching up with you guys and getting your perspective on what's happening within the Raiders. Um, once we, we, we've been in Oakland, say, for about eight or nine years, uh, eight or nine years, I wish, eight or nine days, we're heading down to Baltimore. We're going to fly to Washington, Dallas, either on Thursday the 8th or Friday the 9th of November and go and take in the game when the Raiders uh, are on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. So the Baltimore Ravens are going to get a taste of the Crusader Raider. Hey, it's another to stadium to tick off the list and another team to uh, to go and go and cheer my team from, from this side of the Atlantic. So we're looking forward to that, and then we'll head back to England most likely around about the 13th of November. Early days on the planning stages, me and Dave hope to, to book up and shore up our flights in the next next uh, next few days, and then we can get planning on hopefully tying up with lots of you guys. Uh, I know Oscar's coming in from Australia. We're looking forward to teaming up with Oscar, and Oscar's on the Baltimore road trip as well, so that should be fun. I believe Richard Cantell, the diehard Essex Raiders, coming over, so he should be in town as well. And it'd be great to see as many of you guys as possible. If we could make uh, the 4th of November the international meet-up day, uh, when the Raiders take on the Bucks, that would be fantastic at the tailgate, and uh, I'm sure we could get a good old video cast going there and uh, uh, a big old meet-up as we normally do. And then as many of you guys, if you can make the trip to Baltimore, wow, that would be a great road trip. We had such great fun in San Diego last year. So that's sort of really it for the, for the moment. I'm then coming back, hopefully, in December. Well, I booked my flights. I'm coming back in December, uh, and I'm going to take in the, the San Diego game. Again, if I can get tickets for that game, I'm going to take in the San Diego game. Always up for advice, whether you want to put it on the forum or message on here on, on any help and assistance on getting tickets for these road games because, uh, you know, it's not easy for us over here to obtain tickets. And uh, 
any any information or advice or offers where you could tell us where we could get tickets for the Ravens game would be much appreciated either by email uh, to the Crusader Raider or or, or the uh, Greg or Randy that would be, be much much appreciated. Me and Dave we're doing well. Our families are all doing well. I hope you guys, uh, your families, and everybody's doing fine. And uh, I say, roll on November. The Crusade of 2012 is planning stage, and it's going to happen. Anyway, for now, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. Optimistic as ever, 9-7, and seven, sneaking the back door into the playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen? But I reckon we're going to have a good season. And I'm out. There you have it. The Crusade is underway. The plans are being made. And if you don't meet up with these cats, then you're losing out, man, because these guys are just genuine and everything that that means. They're great fans. They're great guys. Great people. Uh, what else can I say? Looking forward to you guys coming on over. And anybody out there in Baltimore better throw out the red carpet for these folks because uh, they're a great bunch to be around. You got to have them in. Check it out. San Diego, you know, is always good. It's always good going down there. Uh, so thank you for the call, man. It's a good thing. It's a good time. The Bolitnikov feed, that's another fun thing you got to go to. The super fan, uh, they have a super fan kind of a gathering. That's pretty cool. Uh, really cool, actually. So there's a lot that's going on, man. This is a football season thing. This is what happens. In the Raider Nation, people get together, people have fun, and we will have good times to come, my friends, because the team is improving before our very eyes. It's feeling better, looking better every day. Watch out, man, because the Raiders are flying under the radar, just like Keith says. We're just not going to be seen. We're coming in the back door, and it's going to be a grand year for the Oakland Raiders. I'm looking forward to a good season, man. Better watch out. It's not going to be a takeaway. The West is up for grabs, people. I am Ritter Greg, and I am out. Out.